What a fun, fun game the Hoosiers had on Wednesday night. I desperately missed a packed-out, loud assembly hall, as I'm sure most of you guys did. They did their part. The Hoosiers did their part in hanging on for a victory. We have a lot of fun things to talk about in today's episode, from Trace Jackson Davis being brilliant to a whole host of role players stepping up. It's a fun day to talk about Hoosier basketball. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Thursday, November 18th. This is Locked On Hoosiers, your daily source for IU athletics news, analysis, just looking back on a fun night of basketball like we will do today. Thanks for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. And remember, Locked on Hoosiers is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked on Hoosiers. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude, and I am pumped up from that game. It is late on Wednesday night when I am recording this. I am still jacked up from that game. Man, there's something about a packed assembly hall with fans going crazy that just gets the blood flowing, gets you all excited. What a game that was. We're going to talk all about it here in just a moment. As always, you can subscribe to Locked on Hoosiers wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers and on Instagram at Locked on Hoosiers. For those that missed it on Wednesday, you missed a doozy of a ball game. Indiana hangs on for a 76-74 victory. It was a bit of a tale of two halves, uh, but a game that the Hoosiers, I think, over the entirety deserved to win. Easily the biggest takeaway from this game was that was as fun of a game as the Hoosiers have played. I asked the question on Twitter. I'm not even sure when the last time they had a game this fun was. Um they certainly didn't have the that type of energy in many um they certainly didn't have that type of energy in many Archie Miller games and i man it obviously covid uh changed a lot of things i'd almost forgotten how loud it gets in assembly hall and that's something i noticed just about every beat reporter was talking about just how loud it got uh, I'm sure fans missed being in Assembly Hall, and it showed on Wednesday. That was there are few places like Assembly Hall when it's just energetic and as loud as it was on Wednesday. And I think a lot of credit has to go to Mike Woodson, who has energized this program again. We've talked a lot about it. He has brought back an excitement to this program that wasn't there under Archie Miller for a whole host of reasons. Mike Woodson has brought it on the court. That energy was never more apparent than that first half. That was one of the best defensive halves of basketball. I can remember IU playing in earnestly could not tell you. <laughs> and that's that one is a bit of an indictment on Archie Miller because his whole pack line defense was his calling card coming to IU. And that never panned out. Um, the Hoosiers on Wednesday were flying all over the place, up in your face, aggressive, uh, defensively. Any loose ball, they're flying to the floor to get it. 
turning those into points on the other end, creating turnovers. St. John's finished with 15. I'm not sure how many of those came um, in the first half. It sure felt like a lot of them, but the Hoosiers got 19 points off turnovers, 18 fast break points. Those two were often kind of connected. Hoosiers got out on the break a lot off those turnovers to finish in the open floor. The problem was the offense, for as good as the defense was, the offense was at times that bad. And the offense is still pretty far off the pace, which is fine. It's going to be, there are some things that are going to be a work in progress. There are a number of reasons that the offense isn't working or still needs work done to it. Um, the Hoosiers were 6 of 18 from 3. I mean, statistically, 33% is just a tick below average. Usually around 35, 36% is considered average. Um, so just a tick below. I still think they could really use stronger point guard play, uh, just point guard play that kind of sets the table, gets the offense rolling, um, just kind of a leader out there. Uh, maybe Xavier Johnson will be able to do that as he gets more comfortable and if he's not in foul trouble like he was on Wednesday. Uh, maybe Rob Finnessy can can provide that. Christian Lander, we're going to talk about him. He probably earned himself some more minutes after the way he played on Wednesday. Uh, but the offense, it, there were a lot of a lot of tweets I saw, and I had the sense too that in the first half, it felt like it was about a twenty or thirty point lead, and I, it was only kind of hanging around twelve points for a while. The problem was when you have a first half where it feels like you should lead by twenty, but you're not, then a second half like what the Hoosiers had becomes a big problem because the Hoosiers did not have that same kind of intensity and aggressiveness in the second half. Uh, the St. John's offense got back on track. Julian Champigny was incredible. He was responsible for a lot of that getting back on track. He had a game high 32 points with six of 12 from three. Um, and St. John's was able to use that press, create some turnovers, speed up IU a little bit, um, keep Xavier Johnson in foul trouble. We saw, and when you have a press like that, it's harder to get into an offense and get the ball down low to Trace Jackson Davis and let things kind of build off of that. And it worked, got the Hoosiers sped up, got them back into the game. But when it came down to it, IU executed enough down the stretch. Johnson had the big and one. Uh, he may have missed a free throw late that made things interesting, but uh, there are fewer things that's going to build more goodwill than going over and high-fiving fans after a big and one. Race Thompson had the huge basket, the kind of runner back across his body uh, to put IU up. And then defensively in that final possession was about as good as you're going to be able to play. Uh, the Hoosiers collapsed on uh, Champigny when he kind of lost the ball in the corner. There were four guys on him when he shot that ball. If that shot goes in, you just tip your hat. That's an incredible shot from an incredible player. I think Champagny is going to be – I mean, he's an All-American type of player. But if that goes in, it's an incredible shot by an incredible player. You kind of tip your hat and look in the mirror for some reasons for your loss, like your 10 of 19 shooting. But it, they force him into a tough shot. It misses. The Hoosiers hang on. That was a great foundational win for what Mike Woodson is trying to do here. Uh, 
just a, a memorable night, a memorable victory, a fun victory, um, and one that, as I said, hopefully the Hoosiers can build up from. Uh, I think this season is going to be a lot about building a foundation and finding an identity. We're going to talk about that later. This is a, a huge way to do that uh, early on in the season. Let's talk about some specific players that, that stuck out uh, on Wednesday night. Some obvious ones, maybe some lesser obvious ones. Before that, let's talk about a, a sponsor we've mentioned a couple times, but one you guys might have forgotten about. Uh, how do or how does your favorite restaurant consistently make such delicious food? The short answer, they have access to all the right kitchen tools. With made-ins, professional quality cookware, and kitchenware, anyone is capable of making restaurant-quality food at home. Made-in produces professional-quality cookware for those who love to cook. They source the finest materials and partner with renowned craftsmen to make premium kitchen tools available directly to you without the markup. Made-in products are made to last, and they offer a lifetime guarantee. Their cookware distributes heat evenly and can easily go from the stovetop to the oven. They have 40,000 five-star reviews, and their products are used by some of the world's best chefs at Michelin-starred restaurants around the world. Right now, Made In is offering our listeners 15% off your first order with promo code LOCKEDON. Great holiday gift if you guys are starting your Christmas shopping. Uh, this is the best discount available anywhere online for Made In products. Go to madeincookware.com slash locked on. Use that promo code locked on and get 15% off your first order. That's madeincookware.com slash locked on and promo code locked on. The Hoosiers were locked in on Wednesday and perhaps nobody more so than Trace Jackson Davis. He has yet another big performance, double-double, 18 points, 10 rebounds, 7 of 12 shooting. Everything he does is just so good. He he rarely makes a mistake. He'll, he'll make a couple. Um, he had a couple moments where he made the wrong decision on Wednesday, but it's so, so rare, and it's incredible how calm and composed he is. Uh, he'll, he'll take on the double team. He knows where to kick the ball at. He's always surveying the field. He knows where defenders are, and he knows when to attack, when to pass. I mean, this is a lot of things I've said already about him, but uh, no matter the competition level, as it gets better and better, as the Hoosiers play better and better teams this year, really seems that he's taken his game to the kind of an another level, and he's the focal point of this offense. They get the ball to him. They work everything through him. The Hoosiers still need to be better shooting the three-pointer. He creates a lot of open looks just because defenses are so focused on him each game. Um, if they're able to consistently knock down three-pointers, if they're able to consistently knock down three-pointers, um, the Hoosiers are going to be a really tough team to beat um, just because Trace is that good. There's going to be few one-on-one -on -one matchups he is not going to be able to win. Um, so he was remarkable on the night. The thing we haven't talked about and what I didn't expect, he's an elite rim protector now. <laughs> I mean, obviously there was the seven blocks 
against Northern Illinois. I pretty much chalk that up to being Northern Northern Illinois. But on Wednesday, he did the same thing again. He was only credited with two blocks. He goes up and challenges plays. Um, there were multiple occasions, far more than two, where he went up, met guys at the rim, uh, either blocked the shot, made it difficult. And when he's doing that consistently, he's going to start gaining that reputation, and it's going to be in the mind of players when they attack, especially when it comes to Big Ten play, when you're seeing teams multiple times. Um, people are going to remember that when they attack the rim, that Trace is going to be there. So it might make them second guess on plays. But for right now, if he can add that element to his game, again, takes this IU team to another level. Because if he can be kind of a, a rim protector, it allows guys to be even more aggressive on the perimeter, his guards, and go for more steals. It's hard to imagine them being more aggressive than they are right now. But if he's able to be that last line of defense, it changes a lot of things for the Hoosiers. Race Thompson, again, we're going to talk Trace and Race a lot. <laughs> Race on Wednesday, he's just really an elite glue guy. I tweeted it during the game. Make sure you're following at LO underscore Hoosiers on Twitter. He's really just an elite glue guy. He does whatever this IU team needs. Uh, he's everywhere uh, they need him to be. He'll come up with the big plays. Um, on Wednesday, it was a, that kind of running layup as the clock, shot clock was winding down. That was a possession that looked absolutely doomed. I was getting PTSD flashbacks of Archie Miller possessions, and Race comes up with a big shot, a very timely shot, one that the Hoosiers absolutely needed in that moment. Huge shout-out to Race. Uh, he finishes the night with 15 points. Uh, him and Trace combined for 33 points on 13 of 23 shooting. Those two continue to be kind of the backbone of this IU team. Uh, they led the team in minutes. That's going to be the case all season. Barring foul trouble for one of them, they're going to be 1-2 in minutes every game this season. Uh, a couple of the role guys that um, we don't normally talk about. Let's talk about Jordan Geronimo and Christian Lander. Those two came in with some enormous minutes. Uh, foul trouble forced them into the game. Um, to Xavier Johnson, who struggled throughout the night uh, with those fouls. Christian Lander comes in for his first real minutes. He has a... He fouled a lot. In six minutes, he fouled three times. You have six or five fouls, use them. But uh, he had the big finish on that fast break that um, got the IU crowd ramped up again. Jordan Geronimo had seven points in eight minutes, knocked down a big three-pointer. He had a three right before that, gets a big defensive stop, gets a loose ball, avoids the jump ball, gets it out to Parker Stewart, who finds Lander for that layup. The two of them combined for nine points in 14 minutes. Huge, huge contributions from them. Geronimo had five rebounds in eight minutes. I think both those guys are going to see an uptick in minutes. Uh, this Hoosier team can legitimately go nine, ten deep. Trey Galloway probably would have seen more time if it wasn't for that wrist injury. I hope he is okay. Um, but this team can legitimately go... Nine, ten deep, and it'll be interesting to see 
how many times they do that. Realistically, on Wednesday, they went seven deep, and then Geronimo and Lander had that one stretch in the second half where they stepped up. It seemed like Galloway was pretty firmly in the rotation before he presumably was injured. I don't think they ever officially announced anything. He was on the bench, but his wrist was wrapped. Hopefully he is okay. But Geronimo and Lander, big shout-out to them on the night. Miller Cop, uh, you're starting to see why he's so valuable or will be to this team. He only shot 4-10 from the field, 2-4 of four from the three-point line, though. Had 12 points on the night. Uh, three blocks as well. Uh, this Hoosier defense, just so many ways that they are showing their impact. But um, Miller Cop is going to be... Extremely valuable, especially as a shooter. Uh, once he gets settled in, hopefully, he was the only guy to hit multiple three pointers on the night. He's going to continue to be an important piece of this team. Tamar Bates is the last guy we're going to talk about. Potentially a growing case for him to be into the starting lineup. He played 26 minutes, third most minutes behind Trace and Race. He goes five of 10 from the field, one of four from three, 11 points. He has a scoring ability that no one else outside of Trace, I think, has in that starting lineup. He can kind of get his own shot. He can score from a couple levels. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he moves into the starting lineup. Parker Stewart, you see in bits and spurts why he would be valuable as a three-point shooter. If he's not able to kind of consistently do that, and if Tamar Bates continues playing this well, I would not be surprised in the next handful of games if Bates supplants him in the lineup. Both guys are going to play a whole lot. They're almost equal on minutes on Wednesday. Both those guys are going to see a ton of time. Maybe it's just kind of a semantics thing. Uh, you start one, you play the other. Whoever's playing better gets to finish the game. But uh, Tamar Bates showing why he was such a highly rated prospect, and why he was such a big get for the Hoosiers. 11 big points on Wednesday. This was a really big victory for a number of reasons. I want to talk about why I don't know that the result will matter a whole lot for the Hoosiers this season, but it sure is nice to get them, uh, and why it's important for this team to find and already have an identity, something that I don't think they ever really had under Archie Miller. We'll do that after we talk about bet online. Hope you guys did not bet on the Hoosiers because they did not cover. Uh, I was not surprised that they didn't cover. I thought it'd be a close game. I was pleasantly surprised in the first half. But bet online remains your number one spot for all basketball and football action this season. Um, that is the place we always go to for lines for the upcoming games. We'll talk about them in Friday's episode as we preview a bunch of games. Head to their new updated website or mobile app, uh, mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code locked on to receive your bonus free money. You guys can bet on IU football on Saturday and IU basketball on Sunday with that free money. Whether it's basketball, whether it's football, NHL, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games, these guys have you covered for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. So I think it's really interesting. I was texting with 
Jared, who appears on the show uh, fairly regularly. He'll be back next week. Um, I was texting with Jared during the game, and it's really interesting that this team already very clearly has an identity on the defense as a defensive team three games into Mike Woodson's tenure. Because if you look back on Archie's tenure, I'm not really sure what the identity of those teams were. Like, re- realistically, you could name ways to describe the team, like slow, <laughs> boring, uh, unwatchable at times. But they were supposed to be kind of a defensive first team. Uh, Mike Woodson is or does have a defensive first team. There's an energy that this um, team plays with that hasn't been there since probably Tom Crean. Uh, That was honestly what I kept thinking about, is how much just kind of energy and enthusiasm this team is playing with. Jared and I were talking... This season is kind of about building a base under Woodson for the future finding that identity. Um, I think it's a lot more about the process than the result. Right now, it's been a really good process and a really good result, so I'm certainly not going to complain. I probably would have been okay with them. Maybe not okay, but if they would have lost that game on Wednesday, I wouldn't have been terribly upset because it would have been a big step forward still. It would have showed we're going to be able to compete with some really good teams. I think that St. John's team is going to end up being that win's going to look really good by the end of the season, I think. Um, but I just think it's remarkable how much Mike Woodson has gotten these players to buy in this early into his tenure. He is months into his tenure, and he has so much more buy-in than I think Archie ever had in the program. Um, maybe you could say Archie was landing recruits, and that was some type of buy into the program which is an argument I would I would understand, I would listen to. But when it comes to kind of producing on the court, these guys have wholly bought in to what Mike Woodson is selling. Um, they are sacrificing themselves for these balls defensively, loose balls. They are committed to playing defense, which is not something that's easy to do to get college kids to commit to playing this level of kind of aggressive defense. Um, honestly, it makes me really excited for the future. It makes recruiting really interesting. Uh, we joked on Wednesday's episode about Gabe Cups and him kind of being our Aaron Craft. Picture an Aaron Craft playing in the Mike Woodson defense that showed on Wednesday. That's a perfect fit. So while we can joke about it, that's exact. It it completely makes sense. That's the type of player he's targeting. So it's going to be interesting to see if that continues. Uh, But it's also going to be interesting that if you're a recruit committing to Indiana, you're going to know that you have to play defense. Like that's a requirement uh, from day one. So honestly, it just makes me more and more excited for the future. I'm excited for the present as well, because this is a talented, deep team, has a lot of role players, um, kind of situated around Trace Jackson Davis. A lot of guys that compliment him, and if they can kind of figure out some things offensively, which I, I think they will, um, it's only three games in, and you're seeing kind of incremental improvements as they go. The guys are playing better and better off Trace. They know where to be. They know where the open shots are going to be. If they can continue to do that, uh, I'm – 
optimistic that this team can be a really good team this season, which if you just told me that in January, February, March, that the Hoosiers were going to be a really good team in seven months, I would have called you a lot of things and most of them would have been liar. Um, so what a turnaround in just a couple months under Mike Woodson. He's brought a swagger and a confidence to this team that they haven't had and they had no reason to have in recent years. Three games in, there is this this energy, this confidence this team is playing with. I don't know if it came from just kind of the energy everybody else is playing with on the court. The fans certainly had something to do with that. Trace said after the game that this was a game that they would lose last year because the fans weren't there. I believe it. Um, so I don't know if that swagger, that confidence uh, came from the fans. It certainly, some of it has to come from the coaching staff because that's the biggest difference between this year and last year. So a really, really fun victory. Uh, I did not think I would spend all three segments talking about it before tonight. And then I watched that game and I had to limit what I wanted to say about it because it was such a fun game. What a night. What a it's it's awesome to see the Hoosiers back on TV in a big game with a, a sold out crowd and that loud, loud arena. I missed it. I'm glad it's back and I'm excited for more of them this season. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back on Friday to wrap up the week by talking about the upcoming basketball game on Sunday, the football game on Saturday, and the men's soccer NCAA tournament game on Sunday as well. So now for your second listen, head on over to the Locked on Big Ten podcast with Nate Dickinson. Get caught up on everything going on in the Big Ten elsewhere in the Gavit games. The Hoosier, or the Big Ten was getting smoked in the Gavit games before uh, Michigan State and IU picked up some wins tonight. Appreciate the feedback, the ratings, the reviews, all that. This has been another awesome week for the podcast. Appreciate all the love and support. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a rating and review if you haven't already. Most importantly, though, guys, Have a great Thursday in L-E-O.